Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Wadproof Bionic. Uh, Wadproof Bionic is a new program that they just launched that tracks and analyzes movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for each user. Um, and it's provided for the pro members. So make sure you check out Wadproof. There's a link to it in our show notes. This show is also brought to you by X Endurance Sports Supplements. X Endurance is approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes. So if you're a competitor, you can be confident knowing that you're putting the right things in your body whenever you take X Endurance. There's also a discount code for X Endurance in the show notes as well. Let's get back to episode 10 of Athlete Stories with Fisa Guffey. Fee, how are you? Hello. What's up, you guys? I'm great. Happy Wednesday. Hey. Wednesday before hey. the open. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday before the open. Um, Fee, I don't know how I've never asked you this. We've spent a lot of time together, but how do you say your first name, your whole name? Oh my God, you gotta get the whole. All right, so I'll say it slow. Firuze Sagafi. Firuze Sagafi. Um, Firuze. I get so many attempts. That's a good one. That is a very good one. That's exactly how you said my name. It's I get this thing of like all these years going to school, it's always attendance is always like the yeah. worst thing in the world. You're just waiting. Like, Samantha, Ashley, Joe. And then it's like, um, ooh. And I'm like, that's me. That's <laughs> and they don't even attempt it. When did you start getting called fee? When did that start? Oh my God. And I think that must have started back in like middle school. It did. Okay. It did start in middle school. A little an elementary school. I went from Firuze and then someone, one of my best friends, uh, she goes for Rosa. Like at the time, you know, we're a bunch of five, six year olds trying to say words and say names. And so for Rosa ended up being like the thing that people related to. So, and then in middle school, every, I think at some point someone was like, I'm just calling Kofi. And I said, I was like, I like that. I actually like fee and it's fitting. I yeah. think fee is like, but then people think it's Fiona. I'm like, no, it's definitely not Fiona. And it's not Phoebe. Fee <laughs> <laughs> You, um, like, uh, whenever you got the nickname fee and you took that home or your parents, like after your feet was a, or whatever, you know, like. Oh, they weren't happy at all. They're like, that's not your name. Like, no one should be saying a name that's not your name. Because, you know, there's a lot of honor in, in our name and who I am. And it's a Iranian name. And my dad is Iranian. My mom is Mexican. And just there's a lot of pride in our culture. And But we're in America. And in America, you want just an easy way to say names now fee was the thing my it was mostly my dad that was like so upset he's like that's not your name but it's funny because his name is also iranian dariush and people call him dar and then my brother shahram people call him shak there's a shak there's a mo there's a fee there's we all have nicknames <laughs> yeah that's fair um fee what do you think uh the open workout is going to be Oh, we've been going back and forth with this. So I think if it's not, if it's going to be a redo, I think it's going to be squat snatches and burpees. <clears throat> I believe okay. that was, what was that? 2013, 2014, something in that year. Squat snatches and burpees. Or I like think it's going to be, yes, like something like that. Or I think it's going to be something with like keeps, Keeps it more inclusive for everyone to do. So what if they brought back seven minutes of burpees? I'm just saying, 
there, but I think when we do burpees, I think we're going to do burpees and I think they're going to be to a 12 inch target. That's my Ooh. guess. We saw that, that in, in the last chance qualifier. Yeah. Last chance qualifier. And um, ever since that last chance qualifier, I've, we have been hammering burpees to a 12 inch target. You feel like you're doing plyometrics just about the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, my quads right above my knees just give out, you know what I mean? Cause like yeah. you have to give that extra hip extension. And then when you land back on it, it's like, you're like oh, loaded again. Well, it's actually um, great because people were like, would be like, wow, this is what triple extension actually feels like. Never would I thought <laughs> just jumping a couple more inches. But uh, I think if anything, I think that burpee standard is going to show up more. I think it's coming. hope people I, have been jumping 12 inches. <laughs> good thing I can jump. Have you? Have you been working? Yeah. Uh, you I mean, burpees with the underdogs. <laughs> uh, I mean, we do a we do a good amount of burpees and we did burpees to a target, I think the week before last, actually. Um I do a good amount of burpees because like, you know, I'm, I'm chronically injured and burpees for whatever reason ends up being like the, what I can do sometimes, you know, when I'm like, everything <laughs> hurts. Every injured person's go-to movement. I wish I was C2 bike, C2 bike. Yeah. And burpees. Yeah. Like, cause some days my left knee, my right shoulder will be like out of whack. I'm like, well, that's basically everything you know like yep. if you want to lift or do olympic lifting or gymnastics so i'm like i'll get on a c2 bike i'll do some ghds and i'll do some burpees <laughs> like That's that it. ends up being my That's thing really so. you know Hopefully. another thing that i've another thing that i've been um i don't know your thoughts on this but scott had scott Panchek, i train over at crossfit mentality here in Menor, and he's the affiliate owner and a couple months ago, he's like, Fee, when was the last time you did kipping chest to bar pull-ups or kipping pull-ups, like kipping pull-ups at all? And it's a good question because what, like, once you get to the point of being able to do butterfly, butterfly, you're like, screw kipping, like butterfly is yeah. way faster, way, you know, better and more efficient. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done kipping chest to bar. And so we've kind of been sprinkling it in to programming with Matt Torres. And what if this is another, like, idea what if we had kipping chest of our pull-ups and all athletes had to kip no butterfly allowed it would expose everyone and it expose yeah. even the elite athletes i've seen elite athletes not be able to do kipping because they don't work on their foundational movements and i think that would be really cool wow yeah i should program one. the next open <laughs> I, I i mean i'm better at kipping than i am at butterflies so sure uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fee, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Oh, okay. Three words. First word that comes to mind would be bubbly, uh, loud. I can be loud, but also passionate, very passionate. Um, For sure. And what I, and very passionate in the things that I very much pursue everything what i what i pursue i i pursue it um with a lot of love and passion and heart and i think that would be a good third word for me if you weren't doing competitive crossfit what would you be doing mm. if i wasn't doing competitive crossfit i could see myself um helping people in their fitness and in their health and in their movement um one of the things that i always wanted to pursue was some form of either physical therapy, chiropractic, but also nutrition and 
movement specialties. Um, and I've always been in love in that realm and had a passion for that. And actually more than ever within these last couple years that I've been able to pursue this full time, um, I've been falling in love with coaching, coaching and helping people and being part of their journeys and, and being able to be part of their success and the, the ups and the downs and everything in between. And I actually do that as well. Um, it's very hard to pursue coaching completely full-time as I do being an athlete full-time, but I do, I do coach throughout the week and I do take on some clients. And it's just one of those things that it makes me feel like I'm more than just a sport. So yeah, coaching is a lot of fun. Oh, it is. Um, It is. But it's like, it needs to be, it's, it could also be overwhelming too. And that's kind of like that fine line between like being able to pour into others where you're still able to pour into yourself as an athlete. And I think that's, that's why a lot of times athletes love coaching, but it takes so much time. Like it does, it takes so much time and energy and you're investing in others. And sometimes it's just, it could be draining too, when you're also focused on, you know, your full training day, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Speaking of training day, you already trained today, right? I did. I got a full, well, a full first session in. Just about to knock the wind out of me this this session. What All did you the do? lifting for theme. Well, this entire off season, it's been well, literally like ninety percent of my training for because I uh, I'm a brute strength athlete with Matt Torres. Um, it's been so awesome working with them, and it's been very specific to my weaknesses and something that I've been completely exposed in. Anytime I compete, just about uh, if you go back look at the stats. Uh, one of the events, I always take a hit in those strength events, right? And one of the things that we've just been hammering is strength. So I've been doing a ton of like power output, strength, uh, Olympic lifting, power lifting, just squat, like these strength cycles just take about two hours, two and a half hours to get through. And they put, they just exhaust me. But um, uh, I've been doing a lot of that and it's just things that I compared to before where we would with Scott, I would always train with Scott for several years. And we were so used to the mayhem style of training, which those mayhem athletes that are familiar, it's a lot of volume, a lot of med cons, a lot of rinse and repeat, but then we would always lift after. Um, so now it's like, I do all of my strength training at the beginning of the session. And it's a lot of sitting, like a lot of lift sit for two to three minutes, lift again, sit another two. And I'm just not, I was not used to that. It's, I'm still trying to get used to that. It's like, I want to be up. I'm going to be walking around in between sets. And it's like, no fee, sit down, get strong and focus on strength. And then we do CrossFit in the afternoons. Yeah. I Um, like those two to three minute breaks. I'm a big fan of. No, I can't. (laughs) I feel like I'm not doing anything. Like, I feel like I need to like, stay like moving sweating yeah no today i did some so i've been dealing with a little bit of like a wrist issue little wrist inflammation going on and i've been taping up a lot of people saw like a bunch of tape on my wrists during wadapalooza so i've been dealing with a little bit of angry wrists that they're getting better so it's some so i'm getting back to having barbells overhead but some snatches tons of squats and then usually like after a strength session it's actually followed up with it's like a strength session, but like a power output session. And it's just one of those that you do and you need to rest for about three hours. I feel you. 
Um, if you could sum up your life story in like two to three minutes, Fee, what would that sound like? Wow. Okay. Big, big sip of coffee before that one. I know I needed that. <laughs> wow. If I were to sum up my whole life story, well, I started off, well, I've always been involved in sports. I guess it's a good way to start off. I've always been a girl that has always wanted to just be involved with doing things and trying new things and trying new sports. And I was always like the tomboy of my uh, neighborhood. And my mom would get so upset with me because I would never want to like do girly things. I always wanted to like play tackle football and baseball and basketball. And the, like my brother's guy friends would come over and be like, see, like come on our team and like, just play dot, like whatever, like whatever it was. I just wanted to like do things and I wanted to always be gritty and just have fun. And I always found fun in those things. Um, and as I grew up throughout high school, I started to latch on into volleyball and volleyball became kind of my sport that I pursued and I loved and, but never really got the opportunity to pursue at an elite level. Um, financially, my family wasn't in that space to be able to um, give me those opportunities. And so I did, you know, high school level volleyball with big dreams of like, oh, man, it would be nice to play at a collegiate level. It'd be nice to I, I just remember watching the Olympics when I was younger and I would watch the volleyball girls, you know, the USA volleyball team. Like, I want to go to the Olympics. Like and I have just like a lot of kids have these yeah. Olympic dreams or big stud, you know, aspirations in sport. And um, but I never pursued collegiate. I went to a D3 college, John Carroll. And then just and as soon as I went to college, I, I lost myself a little bit through, um, you know, just not whether it was through habit and, you know, not the greatest core group of friends at the time and kind of fell into a depression a little bit and uh, lost myself and my body image. I got a lot of body image issues, a lot of sadness at the time, went through a breakup, um, even were like just went, was like riding a good high and then like all the way down freshman year, uh, you know, college and a lot of things in college happened and things that I wish that didn't happen kind of got to me. And so that's kind of when I like really latched on to CrossFit. And that was kind of the, my beginning of, of this CrossFit journey and this connection through good community and good people. And I actually started because I needed just something to pursue that would just make me feel good and healthy and strong and capable of good healthy things and things that would just make me feel great again because I wasn't feeling great at all and that's how it started and I pursued it intensely I pursued it with passion just like we mentioned one of the words and I I fell in love with the people and I fell in love with the process of like building yourself into something much more than you thought you could do and it kind of naturally pursued into sport and now we're here that's awesome <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm from Cle Cleveland, Ohio. Originally okay, so Cleveland, been... Ohio. So I'm born and raised here. And you're still in the in the area. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're still there pretty much. Yeah. So I'm I train out of like a suburb. So Cleveland, like big city, Cleveland. I think every I think like everyone knows Cleveland. Um, yeah. whether you've heard it in movies or LeBron James, we know Cleveland. Um, but Cleveland, but I'm probably like 30 minutes out from so it's a suburb outside of Cleveland, but I'm from here, but my parents, my background is Mexican from my mom's side and Iranian from my dad's side. 
Okay. So I have and a whole bunch of family in Mexico. You probably have a pretty big family, right? I have a huge family, humongous family. <laughs> and I um, love them so much. I love, I miss them. Where did you start CrossFit? Did you start at CrossFit Mentality? No, I actually started CrossFit at a gym um, closer to closer to my side of town, probably like five minutes away from my house, um, Crooked River CrossFit. I kind of, I got started not on my own. It was, I was with someone at the time. I had a boyfriend at freshman year college. I, the guy that I was with introduced me to CrossFit and it was, you know, corporate gym, big corporate gym. And we would like attempt to do pull-ups and like do some interval training. And it was fun. It was so cool. And this was also at the time where I was I wouldn't, I wasn't the healthiest. I was kind of like lacking routine and consistency. So it just kept it fun. So it was a cool way for him to, you know, get me involved in something different and something we could do together. And then from there, I was like, oh, cool. This was back in 2014. And then from there, found out there's a couple gyms around the area. So I got in contact with a the gym there and Crooked River CrossFit was the first time I ever did CrossFit. Like I knew how to do not like nothing. Like I didn't go into CrossFit you know, a gymnastics background, like, or an Olympic lifting background, some yeah. awareness, like, no, I like, I had tree stumps for legs because of volleyball. And that's just about the only thing I had. I could do a bunch of burpees. And that's just about it. Box jumps. You, I could do box jumps. Do you remember your first CrossFit workout? I do. You know, it's the first, and it, it's not a typical CrossFit workout. I just remember I walked in and it was I don't remember the rep scheme, but it was burpees, box jumps, and I think sit-ups. It wasn't like crazy. I had a good first experience. It wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and then I had, and like, it was a max plank cold. It was super simple. It was simple. And I was like, oh, I like simple. But the fact that simple was actually very hard made me like it even more. Um, and I held a plank for five minutes. Five no minutes plank. Yes. I was, I was shocked and I immediately got competitive. Like I was holding this plank and I'm like, I'm going to outplank every single person in this room right now. So I, that was my first, like first session, truly first session. That's really impressive. I think the longest I've held a plank is probably five to six minutes, maybe. Um, I honestly, I can't, I don't want to try to hold another plank because I don't think I can match. Like, I don't think I can like, your body's shaking. You're like worried. Am I going to have like, is something wrong? Like with I'm me convulsing. Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, uh -huh. my elbows um, are going to give out. It was a high plank too. It wasn't even on my forearms. Oh, I actually like, I actually like high planks more than on the forearm. You um, really? Yeah. Cause I can use more of my chest right. and less of my shoulders. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I can see. Yeah. Here. You're right. You it's can't like, really. Yeah. This is like more shoulder. This is better for you, I think, relative mm -hmm. to your weaknesses. But, here, like I can just lock out and like my chest gets more engaged so I can compensate better. Yeah, um, you're right. I haven't, I haven't held a five minute plank since my first, <laughs> my first five minute plank. 22.1 plank but, for time. Five minutes. <laughs> um, th there was a guy that I think held a plank for like 60 plus minutes or something like that. I um, saw like some dude hold it for four hours. I feel oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. some like viral marine. video. Yeah. yeah, he had like, you know, he was peeing into a tube and four hours. Hey, I warm up with planks. I barely hold one for one minute now. Is that Callie? Yeah. Oh, Callie. Oh, she's so perfect. 
You guys, Callie had a long day today. Long day of napping and changing positions. Now she's looking at me. Dude, I um, miss Callie, girl. I get a bed set tomorrow, by the way, just for the audience. Um, there you go. I'm needs not off. Needs the princess dream. Oh, yeah. But you're not. A, yeah, you're living simple over there, Jared. Yeah, I'm not a homeless person. So uh, just moved. <laughs> um, if you, uh, what's your earliest memory? Do you know? I guess my, like my earliest memory, honestly, it's, it's very general. It's just, it was just the best hour. My, I just, it continues to be obviously like, but my earliest memories have always been, I would go to school and I was just always so excited to like leave campus and go to CrossFit sessions. Like there's just like, just a general, it's nothing specific, but it's just a general memory of just, I just so vividly remember, you know, going to class and being like more mindful of what I was eating, how I was eating, because I would need to eat well, because if I want to do well in CrossFit later on, in my CrossFit class, I got to like, I got to eat well, I got to hydrate, I got to fuel. And I just remember I would always go to the afternoon sessions as much as I could. And I just got, was so excited. It was never a time where, you know, how sometimes you get into just a, such a consistent routine, it becomes dragging. And you're like, man, I got to go do this now. Yeah. I got to go do this. And you do something enough, then it starts to feel like a job. And a lot of athletes burn out because you go from having started because it was just exciting. It was something new. It got you pumped up for the day. And now you get, you're like dragging your feet and just never experienced that. Like first experiences were always just the best and it continues to be and a little bit different now. And days, training days are a lot harder, but I was just always so excited. And I, created some great friendships there. And I didn't really meet anyone my age. I was probably the youngest one at the gym at that time. There wasn't really, cause I started when I was 19. Now you see kids starting when they're 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Our youngest is like 13, I think. Um, and we have some stuff and they're studs. They're like stronger than adults now. And it's not. Yeah, you're like me. the oldest one on the brute strength team, probably. I know. I'm the youngest <laughs> one. I'm the old lady. Everyone's seven years. I'm sorry, ten years. Emma Carey, seventeen, and it's okay. I feel like I I could still hang with the young guns, yeah, with the absolutely. young kids. Uh, but no, those are the best memories, and I made the best friendships with like all the gym moms. And I went through a breakup, and when I went through a breakup that was the place that I went to. It was the yeah. first place that I like would go. I just remember I was bawling my eyes out, like just, just heartbroken. It's my first breakup. Yeah. And I was just, it was my first, like just went to the gym for everything. I connected so well. And it was shout out to Crooked River CrossFit because they are some really great people. And it, I, the people there are just awesome. And I just built the best friendships. And I eventually moved on to another gym um, because my goal started to shift. And uh, so I, you know, got word that Scott went from CrossFit Distinction. He was training out of a, an affiliate in here in Cleveland, Beachwood, Ohio, and he was opening up his own gym. And I was like, I definitely need to check that out. His brothers were coaching. I started to have these aspirations of not necessarily like making the games or being an incredible athlete, but I said, I want to compete. Like whether that was a local company that was yeah. doing locally or whatever that looked like, I just wanted that kind of mentorship and coaching and that just needed to, the shift needed to happen. And so 
I moved over to CrossFit mentality or training out of CrossFit mentality. Been there ever since 2015. So it's been a minute. Did you see Saxon mm-hmm. recently announced as a proven athlete? I saw, I saw, I saw that like on Instagram just about a couple of days ago. That's a huge move. And I'm, I, I'm so, I'm proud of him. I'm, I wish him the best. And I know that, I mean, he's a dad of two. I mean, to move your whole entire family to a new city and it's always, it, that's always tough. It's always a tough choice where your whole entire family's here. And, but it's, he, it looks like he's in really, really good hands. I, nothing, I mean, the proven people, I mean, I'm, I've gotten to, connect and get to know some of the girls out there and Shane and uh, Tia are great people and I and Brooke and you know they got some great athletes I I wish him the best he's he's gonna be training with some amazing individuals yeah it's gonna be really good for him um what do you think about teams this year all right let me ask you even a more controversial question Mm. who do you think is gonna win the new mayhem team or Annie's team oh See, does the Mayhem team have the same girls? They have the same girls, and now they have Sam Cornier. I think it's going to be close. He's an individual games athlete, so. Yeah. Uh, he's a good one. Who's the, who's the, uh, who's the guy for, uh, at, on Annie's team? So you have Khan and Tola? Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. So, obviously, Khan, multiple games. Tola, um, he was on the, the games uh demo team okay. and it's he snatched like 330 in that one rep snatch i mean Tola's is a, a hell of an athlete yeah. hell of a gymnast too um, okay so full full transparency my my true thoughts and no one's gonna take this personally and i hope they prove me wrong then if i'm wrong if you look at all the games if all, all the teams that have competed and even like flirted with the podium they've had incredibly strong women and I think Taylor and Andrea are just, they're great individual athletes and also just as powerful on team. And I mean, they, they haven't, I, I can't think, I mean, I haven't seen it yet on the floor of just as powerful and as strong individual athletes and team members. And I'd be interested to see how those teams throw down. I mean, no needs like Annie and Lauren have all the experience, all the, all the, you know, games experience and the strengths and the engine. But it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see like what a team that just got together versus a team that's been working together. Um, I got some love for my mayhem people. So I got a good, and so I'm going to be a little biased, but I think, I think if the mayhem girls stay, uh, I really don't know. I don't know who they're, I don't know if they're staying or not for the season. I don't know what, what you got in on that, but I think they got a shot to do it, get another, get another win on there for the season. Yeah, they're they're like, freaking strong. I mean, all of them are. So if uh, we, we had a lot of fun with this in Miami, but if you were a character in a, in a movie, who would you be? Oh my God. Why does every, I wish I like had this like already on my phone. I always get Dora. I always get Dora. <laughs> I was like, where's our next adventure? Like, hi guys. What's up? How's everyone doing? Everyone's got like this bubbly character. And um, I always get Dora. And I don't know if it's because like I'm Mexican and I'm bubbly. Um, but I'm also gritty. I could be gritty and I could be intense. Scott gives me some heat being like, B, it can't be 
sunshine and rainbows all the time. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I've gotten Dora. I've gotten Dora. That is right there. It's like I want to be more intense, but I can't. So who, like, who's your intense person then? Like, if you were an intense character, who's that? I were an intense character. Do I even know intense characters? I'll be, I'll be like, I want to be like an animal. Like I want to be a lion. (laughs) My lion. I mean, you could be whatever you want to be. (laughs) I'll be, I won't be Nala from Lion King. There you go. She's she's sweet but aggressive. There you go. Yeah, I could be Nala. Yeah, and the Scott. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's, he's like which gonna, one like the baby like, nala <laughs> the nala when she was two years old yeah baby i could be not see like i'm sweet but then i got i attack yeah i mean female yes. lions literally rip that's people apart my, that's so. my style yeah yeah maybe <laughs> An animal. Uh, we had fun with this we had so much fun danielle i, I uh posted for danielle's birthday all her like yeah. characters the wild thornberries debbie i mean i think that is spot on there's nothing that compares to that i think danielle brandon is debbie thornberry for sure 100%. danielle debbie but then i threw um, in i think angelica and <laughs> was the hey arnold uh girl <sighs> that blonde chick that always, yeah like, i know uh she still what has like we- zach that picture of zach with the I don't remember who the yeah, character I is. Get, I don't even know, but it's like, there's nothing more similar to Zach. Do you I have know. that? Can the I world don't. See Danielle that? has it. I wish we could pull it oh up. Oh my gosh. We could wish, I wish we could call Danielle right now. <laughs> Hopefully. There, well, what, did we, what did we compare you to? She said I was the saber-toothed tiger off of uh, Ice Age. Yes. Saber-toothed tiger. That's right. Which like Scared I of think, the water. <laughs> true. Like not, <laughs> not not wrong. Um, Cooper yeah, was. I, uh, I think she said that like to try to be like snarky, and I was like, "I'll be a saber toothed tiger all yeah, day." Yeah, that's right. Like She's I was like, like "Oh, I got I complimented you." Yeah, I was like, "Thank you for the compliment." She was like, "Crap." <laughs> um, and then I told I we were talking the other day like to the underdogs crew about that, and I said that, and they were like, "Dude, I see that totally," and I'm like, "How do you see that? Like who's?" <laughs> I my mean, beard <laughs> yeah like i don't have like you know whatever i think maybe the mannerisms you you um, have like a build though you have that like t- like yeah you have like a good like strong you have some strong build to you jerry hey. you have some yeah. tiger build too thank you said, I, Emma, that today. I left yeah, the gym early yes, i'm gonna so. fill i'm gonna fill your cup to the brim today jared <laughs> thanks me uh um, this is this is about you though you know um yeah let's bring it back over here Let's bring it back full circle. Um, <laughs> have you ever been in trouble before? Yes. Oh, for very talking? stupid things. So, um, I've got I've never done anything like illegal. I've never got like I've never done anything that's like don't tell the police. Like the things that I've gotten in trouble. Okay, so this is my biggest thing. I got in trouble. I was in college. Um, I went out. I was twenty one. I went out with a bunch of friends. Well, some of my friends. And I told my dad, dad, I'm going to be, my dad is very strict. My parents are very strict and people would make fun of me so much for having strict parents. Um, I told my dad at 21, senior in college, 
hey, dad, I'm going to go out to dinner. I'm going to go catch, you know, dinner with a bunch of friends. I'll be back by 11. I didn't get back by 11. I had 11 o'clock curfew in college because I still lived at home. I didn't stay on campus. Um, I get back at 1230. Like, not that late. I should have, I did message my father like, hey, I'm a little late. I'm, I'm obviously coming home. I'm sorry. Boom. I get home, 1230. Not bad. Grounds me. I got grounded. 21-year-old, grounded. I got grounded for four weeks. I was supposed to go on a ski trip with Al. And, like, Al and I weren't even a th- My boyfriend yeah. weren't a thing at the time, which was, like, a bunch of friends. We were supposed to go on a ski trip. Had to cancel. Felt like, a you know, such a jerk. But I got grounded. Yeah, so that's that was probably like just about the worst thing that I – uh, did as of uh, recent. That was, yeah. You got grounded 21. for four weeks at 21 years old. Yeah, yeah my, parents, <laughs> my dad was not happy. He's very, uh, he's very strict. <laughs> I'm telling you, like every time I've gotten grounded, it's not because like I've done anything wrong. It's just like an inconvenience to my father, and it's just like you know what? I don't like that grounded. <laughs> I mean, at 21, it's like I. I stopped yeah. listening at like 16. I'd be like, no, no, for I sure not like doing that. Maybe that's something that, yeah, like you do, like maybe with like a high school kid. I also had a college, like I had a curfew. Like if I had a stay, if I was going to stay out, which in college you you stay out until three, four in the morning, five in the morning, like you'd yeah. probably stay up all night sometimes. And I had, I couldn't come home. Like I had a sleepover. Yeah, stay with so. I lied to my parents a ton. Like I would lie all the time. I would be like, they asked me, Fee, where are you going? Oh, I'm staying at Samantha's house. We're going to be back. We'll be in bed by 10. We're going to watch a bunch of movies. What do we do? No, we went downtown. We went to the club. Like we did the whole college thing. Did yeah. I get home at 10 o'clock? No, we went out at 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, that was back in the day where like CrossFit was it as uh my job professionally this is when i did crossfit for fun and not yeah. seriously i i, I, I wish i could give you more like i wish i could like be like oh yeah this one time i re- pulled it off police chased me down no i got nothing i think you getting grounded and like actually listening to your dad at 21 just speaks volumes to your character um, um I, I can't like I, I I didn't know what to say. I'm like, I'm under your roof, your roof, your rules, I guess. And um and you know what's funny? I'm 27 and I will still get the hey sweetie, where are you? Are you coming home? It's 8 30. It's almost nine. Come on. <laughs> like we're late right now. We, why do we go off the street? I'm saving money. I'm paying off a bunch of student loans right now. Because uh, private school tuition is not cheap. So we are saving money and we are eventually moving in the next year. The big, big girl goal. But um, yeah, I still get some texts from my <laughs> poor dad. He worries about me a lot. And I tell him, I'm like, dad, there's one place that you ever have to know I'm at. And I'm always at the gym. I'm never anywhere else. <laughs> do you, um, what do you, actually, let me go here. Do you have a morning routine and a nighttime routine? I do. Oh, what, are they, what are they? Imagine your dad's listening like? to this and decides to come to your place and ground you. Oh, my dad would for sure ground me. <laughs> for sure. Um, so I do have a morning routine. And I would say it's a little rushed. I need to be a way better at this. But typically my morning routine, because I coach in the morning. So I coach 
at our affiliate in, at 8.30. So my mornings actually start at 6 in the morning, 6, 6.30. And I have a very specific routine. So I wake up, I pop out of bed, I get changed. And I always, I always like shower and rinse off, even like shower the night before. I always have to do this. Like it just wakes me up. It's good. I don't do cold Same. showers. I can't do cold anything. I hate it. I don't know how people get into ice cold tubs. I'm not that tough. And I'm not that, uh, yeah, I'm not that tough. I'm just going to say that. But, um, and then I eat breakfast. So I have like my full breakfast routine and I never miss breakfast. And if you follow my Instagram, you know how much I love breakfast. Like there's just something about breakfast that is just, it just, it's just the best meal of the day. Um, so I make sure to have a full breakfast and I kind of get into the flow of things and then kind of make my way over to the gym. And my day starts with working with people and it's just about the energy. And it's just like the great, I think it's the greatest way to start your morning is investing in others and pouring into others. And it's a really great opportunity that I have. Um, and that's actually how I started. Like I started at mentality as a member. I started as a member. I started going to classes every day, every day. I would go to classes, connect with others. Um, Saxon and Spencer were the coaches that mainly coach at the time. Scott would coach um, there as well, obviously there, but it was mainly there, his brothers. And I started as a member. And then eventually that turned into um, wanting to pursue coaching and working with people. So I actually, you know, went to Scott. I would love, you know, saying I would love to do this. I would love to work with others. And he was like, okay, like, let's start small. He was like, how about a kid's class? And so I actually started at the gym coaching by coaching kids. And if you have ever coached kids, it teaches you so much about patience and how to explain simple things, even simpler. <laughs> it's perfect, it's actually, adults perfect. are just grown kids anyway. So Right. It's sometimes harder to coach adults than it is kids because at least kids, like, they don't have, like, a background that they're, you know, ingrained. Like, they just yeah. kind of flop around and then eventually figure it out. But you try to get an adult to move that's been moving a certain way for 30 years and you try to, like, unravel all that. It's very hard. Um, so, yeah, I started working with kids. And I'm talking, like, four years old, like, four-year-old toddlers I mean, not yeah. even kids toddlers four or five years old and then eventually pursued uh, some kids classes there and then kids were more like you know 11 10 12 years old um and then eventually I got my L1 and you know we continued on from there and I've been coaching ever since like 2016. Do you have um a favorite CrossFit athlete? Yes myself um no um, I'm my number one fan all the time. No, my favorite CrossFit athlete, you know, I have always looked up to Julie Fouché. I think she's just an incredible, not just, not, not just as a CrossFit athlete, but she's just, she just brings so much to others in her profession and she brings passion and she integrates what she loves in sport and movement and overall health into her practice as a physician. And I think that's so powerful because I think a lot of times people think that they either can't integrate other things that they love into the, you know, into their profession. Um, or you hear all the, you know, the dark side of medicine and the dark side of healthcare and um, the not so great things that actually happen and how patients are treated and how some physicians 
think of what health actually yeah. is when it's not. And I, she's been growing, not just individually in her own life and her uh, professional career, but she's actually found a way to incorporate the CrossFit methodology. And now she is a huge part in CrossFit health and has created um, uh, an incredible platform to give opportunities for coaches and other, you know, not just, you know, movement coaches, but nutritionists and other uh, healthcare professionals to stay integrated in the CrossFit methodology. And because of that, I've always looked up to her and it's cool to have, you know, even become some, you know, build a friendship along, along the way. I remember seeing her in Whole Foods. This is a story. I, cause she went to Case Western for medical school. And at the time she was in medical school, still competing as a professional athlete still in medical school. Incredible, right? Anyone that like balances a full-time school or full-time job and a full-time athletic career is the most impressive thing. Ariel Lowen. Oh my God. Super mom. Also a realtor, I think, I believe. Yeah. Um, also stud CrossFit Games athlete. And that like, it's insane to me. And I always look up to athletes like that. But uh, I saw her in Whole Foods, long story short, I was doing calculus. I saw her from like literally across the cafe. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like, oh my God, that's Julie. Like, should I go over there? Am I interrupting her? Like, am I interrupting? Is she in like the flow of studying right now? I don't want to interrupt. I take, I flip to like a blank page in my calculus notebook. And I walk up to her and I just like, open up my notebook. Hi, Julie. My name is P. I'm like such a big fan. I think you're in <laughs> I asked for an autograph and uh, I will never forget. And I will continue to share that to this day. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I am interrupting. I would love to train with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I keep in mind, I've been doing CrossFit for like one year. I just got like my very first bar muscle up. Like not like, not even like, I just started CrossFit when yeah. I'm already like if you ever want to train together like it was so embarrassing I was so embarrassing but I totally found there's one person that I've ever fangirled over and it's Julie because she's just an incredible person that's adorable and I still have I have her autograph she gave me her email and I have it pinned up on my cork board it's been there ever since (laughs) um, I'm gonna text Julie after this and tell her what about competing who's one of your like favorite people to compete against Mm. Wow, there's so many. I mean, just this past Wadapalooza, um, it's been such a long time since I, I I say it's been such a long time because it feels like forever. Um, the last time I had competed live was technically the Mac, and that had been so so many. I mean, in back in May, and this past Wadapalooza, I just felt like I had so many incredible moments because of the people that I got to, the girls that I got to compete against. So like. Danny Spiegel, just an incredibly powerful athlete and kind. And I just remember, like, we're all so gritty. Like, you know, when when it's time to go, it's time to go. And we're just, everyone wants to, like, you know, beat each other. We all just want to win and beat each other down. But at the same time, we're all, like, walking off, like, congratulating each other. Like, hey, like, way to go. Like, great performance and just great attitude. So Danny Spiegel was so great to race against. We were next to each other on Fran, Echo Fran. And I remember I was also next to Ariel just powerful athletes, like so strong, powerful athletes. And, and one of my weaknesses, well, not anymore. It's becoming a strength because we have been working on it. Um, but it's power output. It's like high power output and echo Fran is especially on the echo bike 
is a high power output uh, event. And it was just uh, such a great race. And because I was next to them, I'm like, okay, like they're making me better and I'm going to be with them. I'm, I'm, bringing them along and they're going to come along with me. And it was just so cool. And Bethany Shadburn is another one. I love Bethany. She's just the sweetest, like probably the most positive person I have ever met. And she's just like always in the back, like, what's up you guys? Like, Hey, good luck out there. Great job. And just, you know, and the same time she's doing her plyos and like, getting yeah. warm. and like she's just, you know, earbuds are on in the zone, but she'll like smile and wave and say, you know, wish you the best. And I remember, um, the Bayside chipper. It was, um, Oh my gosh. I was like face, I was next to her as well. And, um, and I just remember, I was like, I have two directions to face, which way, which way do I face? I was like, okay, I'm going to face Bethany because she has this engine and she's going to just go all in. And just, so Bethany's another great, there's so many great ones. I guess it's not the specific answer that you wanted, but I, the girls that I get to compete against, I, it's, it's just, an, it's so cool being able to, be competitors on the floor but also be friends off the floor and you know it sounds very like a feminine thing to say where guys are like no I want to rip his head off but I don't want to be friends with you I don't want to be friends with you you know but it's cool and it's because of that we're able to I think shine on the floor because we're all like everyone's just like trying to be their best self on the floor and it kind of like pulls everyone else along so I've never I've never had a bad experience competing like that um do you set goals yes like not like fitness goals but any other goals as well yes i i do and it's been very hard to keep them because i haven't been diligent we just started a book club and my goal was as in like you're in it and you finished the book <laughs> i didn't finish the book um talking to strangers i think only um, like two or three people have finished the book so you're okay i I'm like still chipping AKA away. Me, so, Jake and Cooper. So this is so this is the thing. I love goal setting, but I do a very bad job at like being diligent in that I have to completely create a new habit. And it's easy for me to set like physical fitness goals because that is my job. Like that's what I do. I'm in the gym. It either happens or it doesn't happen because but I'm like in it. Um I'm at the gym all day. So I do have like obviously like professional goals have locked in reading 10 minutes a day have not been doing that because I haven't set a specific time and it has to be in the morning um, to read because it's not going to happen during the day because just about during the day I eat lunch and I just want to like I just want to eat lunch in silence and I don't want to like stare at a book right now um, and when I get home I don't get home until like eight o'clock at night sometimes 8 30 and the last thing I want to do I just want to like eat and go to bed yeah so do I set goals yes have I been super successful at setting all of them like completely and respecting all of them no but we are trying again and tomorrow's a new day and today <laughs> is also a new day <laughs> I uh I don't set too many <laughs> clearly um because we can't read for 10 minutes apparently but we're on our way I have started that book I just have not been close to finishing. It's a really good book. I recommend, honestly, the audio book. Um, <clears throat> I'm in the car like two hours a day. Yeah. So for the audience, we're talking about uh, the Lab Management Book Club. And mm -hmm. we are reading, or a few of us have read, uh, Talking with Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And mm -hmm. it's an incredibly insightful book. But, Fee, the reason why I recommend the audio book is because Malcolm Gladwell reads it himself. 
And when he's talking about certain interviews, like you, he, he plays recordings of like the FBI in an interview and Sandra Bland from the beginning, like you get to hear her YouTube videos. So it's way more interactive over the audiobook. Um, I'm a book reader. Like I like to read physical books more, but mm-hmm. this particular audiobook was really like, I would recommend that one versus the, the, the physical book. Oh, so, I like that. Don't let awesome. Cooper or Jake judge you for doing the audiobook. <laughs> I know where to spend my money now. Audiobook um, is the way to go. No, but go. it's a good point. It's actually a really good point. I like that you brought goal setting because I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like, athlete, non-athlete, just human beings, I think in general, but I think everyone craves like having direction and having a routine and having something to shoot for. And I think that's such a struggle. And I think ultimately it comes down to making the time to implementing it into your day as a routine as, and I think when a lot of, you know, people set physical goals, it's like, I want to become stronger. What does that mean? I want to eat healthier. Uh, what does that mean? Right? I want to get a pull-up. What does that even mean? So I think when it comes to goal setting, it is important to recognize, okay, what do you want? Like, what do you want to achieve specifically? And But how are you going to do it? And the reason that I've been unsuccessful is because I haven't actually taken the time to implement it. And like, no matter what happens from 6.30 to 640, I will be reading. Like I just haven't like put it into practice. And I think most people struggle with that because like the idea is there, but they struggle because they've never actually put it in. I want five strict pull-ups by April 1st. So I will work on whatever. I will do five by five pull-ups Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't know. Just sorry. So then it actually gives you, but you're going to have to do it because at the end by April 1st. So it's something that we talk actually a lot about at our gym and our members and gym members are always so great when it comes to, they're always so consistent when it comes to like coming into CrossFit class, but a lot of gym members, they want to become better in specific areas, whether it's gaining a new skill building to a PR and they don't know how to get there. So it's really cool to also not just be a CrossFit coach there, but also build these really special relationships where I get to guide people in ways that it's like, okay, what are your, like, what are your goals? Like, what is one goal? Why do you want it? And how can I help you to get there? And, and that's where I'm able to really build those relationships one-on-one take on clients one-on-one when I can. And I've been able to see some really, really incredible things when you just invest in people. And I think that's just the most important part of anything, not just sport, not just what we're talking about, which is, you know, CrossFit, but just in general, when you build, you start to build relationships with people, you start to pour into people, you start to trust in the people that have people that mentor you, have people that challenge you, around you, whether they challenge you, whether it's your community, whether it's your training partners, whether it's the people that you work alongside you, and then have people that, you know, you get to pull along. And for me, it's, you know, the teenager who went to the games, Molly Chacon, I get to mentor her and pull her along in her journey, as well as my journey. It's the members that I get to, you know, work with on a personal level, I get to pull them along. But I'm also mentored by people that know more than me. And that's Scott, and uh, mainly Scott and Kristen and having that community. And it's been something really, really special. And it kind of brings me back to me feeling like that is what 
fills my cup and I'm more than just a CrossFit athlete. Now I have a little bit more purpose than just sport and it's cool to be able to give back and be part of other people's journeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we, we like to wrap up the show with a couple, uh, a couple longer winded questions and then some, some, uh, rapid fire or lightning round questions. So I'm going to go into Ooh. that. If you're like, if you think these are random, they for sure are random, but, um, I like it. If you could put anything on a big blank billboard overlooking the busiest intersection, you know, what would the billboard say? Ooh. Mm. That's a good question. Two words. I got two words for you because it's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, maybe, maybe it's four. I changed my mind. It's four. Be kind, love more. I think people need more of that. Be kind, love more. And I think people need more of that because we live in such a busy, frustrating world. As always, life will never be easy and it will never be sunshine and rainbows, loving life all the time. But I think people, especially now, have fallen into this, you know, habit of just reacting super fast to very uh you know, unfortunate events or things out of their control. And, you know, out of anger, they treat other people badly and poorly. And, and it's just, you got to remember that everyone's trying their best. Like everyone's just trying to get by and, and everyone does mean well. Um, and everyone's dealing with hard things in their life too. So we just be kind and be able to like breathe and take a step back and just teach, you know, be the person that, you know, is just saying, you know what? are you okay? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like if you mess up, own it and be like, you know what? I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Like, you know, and just be kind and love more. And when you love more, so much love comes back to you in so many ways. So that's, that's my great. billboard. Um, <laughs> beach, beach or mountains? Beach all day. For sure. Texting or talking on the phone? Talk, talking. Okay. Talking. Uh, talking. <clears throat> love. Conver- uh, I love conversation. If you could clearly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thanks again for being on. If you could talk to all animals or speak every human language, which Mm. one would you do? Talk to all animals. I love animals. I want to know what Callie is thinking at all times. I want to (laughs) know Jared's princess. Also, for those listening, her name's not Callie. Her name is Princess Callie. She's knocked out. Oh my gosh, Callie. She's dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, talk- I'm sorry. Talk- I'm good with two languages. I want to talk to animals all the time. Um, what's your favorite number and why? Mm. Well, I guess because I, so the reason I'm thinking about it so much, I, I had a volleyball number 10. And the reason I chose 10 is because it's my mom's birthday. And my mom's birthday, my mom and I have the same month birthday. And I chose it just because I'm a mama's girl. And so number 10 just reminds me of my mom. And she's a 10 out of 10. So I like the number 10. Love it. Um, (laughs) How much of success, whether it's you or like CrossFit Games athletes in general, how much of the, the success in CrossFit Games sport do you think is hard work? And how much do you think is genetics? If you were to give it like 50, 50 or 70, 30, what do you think it would be? Mm. Gosh. 
I, I think honestly, I think like 99.9% of it is hard work. Cause honestly, like I don't consider myself as a talented athlete. Like I did not come into CrossFit with like talent. Like I came into it with a willingness to learn. Um, I came into it with an open mind. I came into it with wanting to be coached. So being coachable um, and wanting to like just put in the work and genetically like, yeah, I guess like genetically, like I have a tendency to maybe gain a little bit more muscle that, you know, gain a little bit more weight. It's easier for me to put on some weight. I'm a little bit you know, maybe so, so it's like genetically, like it has nothing to do with genetics for me it has everything to do with just effort and hard work. And there's a lot of sports out there that there's some great talent, amazing talent, but there's going to come a time where talent won't get you where you want to go. Um, and the great thing about CrossFit is you can't be talented and not work hard. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have talent in the respect of like, learning maybe learning new movements a little bit easier than others you know for someone maybe it takes you know just a couple months to like feel comfortable under under the bar and probably take someone like a full year to actually like you know find some confidence under a barbell for snatch like you know talent to learn new things a little bit more efficiently but you can't hide and that's why i love crossfit because you can be talented but if you don't work just as hard like if not harder you're gonna be you're gonna forget you're never gonna make it and now and if this is not like you know usa olympic gymnastics where it's like you need to be doing gym, gymnastics from the time you're four until the time you're like yeah you know 15 16 and if you didn't start at four you lost all these years of like learning no and hard work 99.9 love it hey Fee, <laughs> thanks for being on the show today um thank you Jared. Uh, it's always fun chatting with you. Uh, do you have any last comments, any last words for the audience? Good luck in the open. <laughs> no, in the that open. Is, I'm excited. I hope uh, everyone listening is just excited for the year, excited for the CrossFit season. Those of you who are following along and uh, let's freaking go. I've been waiting for this. This is 2022 go. and a new fee is coming into the season. I hope. Let's go. <laughs> Let's okay. go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Fee. I'm sure I will see you sooner than later. And uh, yes. to everyone else, have an awesome day. Thank you, guys. Bye.